the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents. Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Chad Allen, Zach Romero, Shelly Allen, all in the room with you today. Hello. Uh, I am uh, super excited today, guys, because we have a couple things we love. We have a big card coming up uh, for a company with some very interesting people on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're going to combine that with another thing that I really love, which is a crossover episode with another one of our podcast buddies. Because I love crossover episodes like There's No Tomorrow. To translate, we have two major things going on here. Yes. We have an exciting wrestling show to discuss. Yep. And a lot of inside baseball and things to discuss. a lot of podcasts inside baseball. Two You're absolutely of your correct. favorite topics on the planet Earth. That is super true. So, uh, introducing uh, first from the Dark Match uh, podcast, our buddies uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. You uh, probably Various see social us, medias. Uh, tag, tag around with them a lot. We've got Patrick Kearney with us. And uh, one of his tag partners for this upcoming uh, six-man match, uh, they're going to be teaming up with... Abyss, uh, and I'll let them tell a little bit more about that show and kind of how we got there. We have uh, Izzy Lambert with us as well. Gentlemen, welcome to the IndieCast. Thanks for having us, guys, and thank you. So, excellent. Well, uh, gentlemen, we start this uh, episode the the same way we do with every episode, uh, with what we call the lightning round, uh, where we have five uh, questions that we ask rapid fire to try to get those typical podcast questions out of the way. You can take as long as you want to answer the questions, but we're going to get to them as quick as we can. And those are handled by my uh, lovely wife, Shelly, who now has a has a two-parter for the first question now. <laughs> oh my goodness, I know. We, we split it up. So yeah. when and why did you start the Dark Match podcast? Obviously, Patrick, that question goes to you. Well, it's kind of funny how it happened. Uh, my co-host, Matt, and I work together for a production company. We do lighting, sound, audio, visual for concerts, for corporate events, but honestly, just anything that would require uh, sound or audio. Like, for example, we actually met doing lighting and sound. We were the premier company for the Republican National Convention. So when the <laughs> wow. Republican wow. National Convention, yeah, don't hold that against us. Right. Uh, but in, but uh, we actually met uh, doing all the lighting and sound. So we were the premier company that was doing all the lighting for all the typical events. And we kind of found ourselves after work just kind of BSing and just talking wrestling. And we would find ourselves, like, we would get done working probably around about 11 o'clock. And we'd look down our, at our watches. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, and we're still talking. And it was just one night my co-host just kind of looked at me. He's like, man, why don't we just start a podcast? And I was like, you know what? I, I, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of time. Like, for myself, not only do I run a podcast now... Um, but I, I'm also an investment banker, uh, so I don't have a whole lot of free time. And I got home, it was just sitting up, and we were just kind of pondering the idea. And I think I like blew him up at like seven o'clock in the morning with like fifty text messages, like, "Oh, well, we could do this, we could do that." He's like, "Okay, so are, are you sold on the idea to do a podcast?" And a week later, we recorded our first episode, and now we're up to about. I believe the last time I checked, we have about 34 episodes. So the lesson learned there, glean from that is, Patrick plays hard to get. That's right. <laughs> I, I do. I do. Yeah. When did you start your podcast, Izzy? <laughs> um, I started one and never started it in 2000. And, uh, I think it was 15 I had plans to start one, actually, and I never just... Never came to fruition, actually. So he doesn't play hard to get. He just gets right to the point. (laughs) So let's give you the typical question we normally ask here, then, which is, uh, you know, uh, when did you, uh, when did you, uh, who trained you and when did you debut? Uh, I was trained by uh, Jimmy Lee and Kid Collins and actually Charlie Fulton by every now and again, the ASWA Training Center in Mansfield, Ohio. Um, And I actually had my very first match against... Madman Fulton in a promotion Mid-Ohio Wrestling on October 10th, 2016. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about your first wrestling memory. Oh, this should be hopefully two different answers. Hopefully yes. not the same answer from both men. And Izzy, let's have you go first on that one. My first wrestling memory? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, I guess uh, my first 
wrestling memory would be that I actually wasn't allowed to watch wrestling for the longest time. Um, and that's probably why I wanted to be a wrestler because I was so like kept away from it. But I was like, uh, I was a little kid and my cousins were allowed to watch wrestling, but I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling. And, uh, my grandpa would watch it and I would just watch uh, Thursday night Smackdown with him every night. And eventually, uh, I just thought wrestling would be cool, so I gave it a shot here in Mansfield, uh, 10 minutes away from my hometown. Very nice. And nice. Patrick, same question. Uh, my first memory, I was actually, it, it wasn't even, uh, unfortunately, what really drew me into wrestling, but my first exposure, believe it or not, my uh, friend at the time, his dad was a manager, and we discussed this on our show too. Uh, my buddy was a manager, uh, his dad was a manager of a local airport nearby in Cleveland, Ohio, that the WWE jet would fly into. Um, and on multiple different occasions, when they would fly into what is known as Burke Lake Front Airport, uh, if they didn't sell out a particular event, they would ask for what is known as seat fillers. Um, and those are individuals, WWE in camera angles, they hate having empty seats. So they actually have people that are employed for that day to be seat fillers. So if anyone gets up out of their seat that's in camera angle, they bring someone in to throw them in a seat. Um, and for one particular event, it was in 1994, and it was, don't quote me on this, because I'm getting them both confused, and I constantly get them both confused. Uh, it was Survivor Series. Um, and I just remember the main event had vader and i was terrified at that point and I, I was never allowed to watch wrestling like my parents just thought i was going to like a basketball game or something and i come back and i probably couldn't sleep for like three days i was terrified of vader so that is like my first first memory in wrestling was seeing big van vader and thinking that he was going to eat me alive i was like I was like 94. I was probably like six or seven. See, I wasn't allowed to discover wrestling until I was like 13. So I'm that, that's that's when I was like I was I was like 10, and the first real wrestling event that I was allowed to go to where I was actually a fan uh, was within the same 99. It was No Mercy, which had the tag team ladder match between the Hardys and Edge and Christian. Right, right which like that literally seeing that live, that was like okay, I'm a wrestling fan. 94, he was 6, I was graduating high school. <laughs> I wondered why he looked so sad during that answer. Yeah, like, what? I know you love Vader, but it's not that big a deal. That happens a lot. Like, it, even when I talk with my co-host, my co-host is a couple years my elder as well, and he grew up on wrestling. He watched it from like the second he came out of the womb. And every single time I talk about my wrestling history, he's just like so dismal and like depressed. He's like, yeah, like I started like in like 85, 86. I was like, yeah, I wasn't even born yet. Yeah. 83 uh, was when I started. But, uh, <laughs> also, I, I like that this question was also like, what's your earliest wrestling memory? And also, in Patrick's case, what was your earliest wrestling trauma? Was right. just, yeah. Vader is going to eat me <laughs> or Vader bomb me in my bed. So, I was, worst of all was, to kind of build off of that, a few, like a few years later, I wasn't watching wrestling, but I was a huge fan of Boy Meets World. I was, <laughs> I was about to say. Big Van Vader. I'm like, oh my God. And like, they made him look like so, like at times, like they made him look like terrifying. But at the same point, it kind of helped break that mold. It's like, oh, he's not that bad. Like, look I, at him. I don't think they had to work too hard to make him look terrifying. That was just, mm. that was just Vader. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah, watching him pop his eye back into it, it's like, oh, right. like, yeah, that's not scary. All right, Shelly, next question. All right. Um, one man's career has to cease to exist forever. Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen, or Will Ferrell. Who and why? Who would we not have out of yeah. those individuals? One man career. Who, who are you jettisoning into the sun? Right. Jim Carrey, okay. Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen, or Will Ferrell? Jeez, uh, that's a that's a tough one. That is a tough one. I really like. Uh, for me, it would have to be a toss up between Jim Carrey and Will Ferrell, just because I don't like the overacting. I think it's a little bit ridiculous myself. But there's some cases of movies where it's 
perfectly acceptable. Like I love, I love the mask. Absolutely love the mask. I do too. Um, wasn't a fan of Liar Liar. I like Liar Liar. I really like. I'm. I guess I would have to go Will Ferrell. There's a lot more Will Ferrell movies I don't like compared to the other ones. Well, and I'm the complete opposite. Like we don't have Will Ferrell. I can't tell my wife to go back to her home on Whore Island. <laughs> I'm glad that I love the fact that that's a regular occurrence in your life that you're right telling now, your wife to go to Four Island. That's enough of a, of a usage to be a catchphrase. That, that's foreplay in my household. <laughs> we quote movies all the time, and we, we will literally have conversations that are nothing more than just gifts. And like, I'll send her ones of like Anchorman and Step Brothers, and she like spits it back with other movies that we like The Departed and things like that. Where that's literally how we communicate. So I, I, I would love. have to go yeah. with Jim Carrey. I, yeah. I have to agree with uh, with Izzy. I'm not a big fan of the overacting, but there's so many good one-liners that if we didn't have Will Ferrell, I wouldn't have those one-liners. Will Ferrell, I just lost right. a tag team partner, guys. Thanks. I right. know. I was like, uh, Will Ferrell's heading right into the sun. Sorry. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, especially after the Holmes and Watson movie that just came out. That, oh man. Um, reason by so let's see. Wait, what were, the, what, what were the four options again? Okay, so it was. Carrie, Sandler, Rogan, Farrell. How are we not jettisoning Adam Sandler into the sun based off Jack and Jill uh, alone? Because of, uh, because ultimately of uh, Billy Madison and Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore. And Waterboy. Awesome That's what the 90s. That's the only reason why. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, everything he did on SNL too. Little Nicky. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, now let's let's no, do a little. Let's, 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 let's take a step back on little Nikki here, shall we? Yeah. That, that might be pushing it just a ton. But, uh, last oh, question, honey. I know if my you... taxi partner looks like little Nikki. That's probably the. <laughs> well, there we go. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. So, last question. Uh, super important. You won't get let into the Allen House if you answer incorrectly. Is it Marvel or DC, and why? Oh. Marvel or DC? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag you in on this one. I'm gonna go with Marvel. I've always been a Marvel fan. I've I don't know what it is. It's just I like how dark DC is, but I'm more like I like DC villains, not so much the superheroes. If I'm going strictly superheroes, Marvel's where it's got where it's at. All right, good answer. Okay. <laughs> you can officially okay. be let in. Right. Yeah. You Patrick, let's do a little inside baseball with you first. Um, just. Uh, so we can for uh, the Dark Match podcast. So um, <laughs> Zach and I have to be, especially when we have guests on, uh, go out of our way to try to listen to other interviews that people have been on that we're, that we're having on, so that we're not asking the same thing over and over again. We're not, you know, just repeating uh, other things we've heard or making other mistakes. I'm sure you've probably done similar. What are some of those horrible things you may have heard on other podcasts that just make you that to to use as to use as echism make your butthole pucker? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a great analogy right there. Um, one thing I hate, I, I am such a perfectionist. It, it aggravates my co-host to no end, uh, to the point where he actually had to hire a producer just so that person would edit our episodes for us because he was tired of having me like edit every little detail out. Um, I, I really, I, I, I'm, with some other interviews and some other podcasts I've listened to, I, I do the same thing. I want to make sure like that if I'm asking a question or like, for example, there, there's a guest that you guys just had on that we were literally scheduled to interview that person the following day after you dropped the episode. And I was like, well, crap i can't do that right now because we like we're within the same like the like the same 12 group and oh here's your interview okay here's our interview and it would kind of be counterproductive so one of my biggest pet peeves i hate dead air it's one of my biggest pet peeves also i hate redundant questions questions that you already know the answers to or um just, uh, I'm trying to think of the best example of one that I gave without giving something away. I, and no example is really coming to mind that I wouldn't be giving someone away. But especially if you're asking a question that it's already, for example, when we had Simon Gotch on, we already knew what his viewpoint was on Enzo Amore. And we tried to avoid that with like, like it was a plague. And 
my co-host then blurts out, so what's your thoughts on Enzo Amore? And I just looked at him, and you would have thought he just told me, like, he cheated with my wife. I'm like, why would you ask that? Like, it's so overdone. It, he, we know he hates him. Why would you ask that? So that would probably be my one. That I, it, just questions that you know have been asked a million times. I'm trying to figure out who we trumped him on, too. That's a, a, the other thing. Well, I was going to say, the example that stuck out to me in terms of, like, super redundant questions was, I don't even remember which podcast it was now, but they had current generation Green Ant on. Right. And it asked him about, like, what training with, like, Claudio Castagnoli right. or Cesaro. And he's like, well, I just started training a year ago. That was the previous Green Ant. And they were like, oh, there's been other Green Ants? Like, are you out of your damn mind? Like, right. are you kidding me that you don't know that this is not the same guy right. who's been there since the beginning? Like, just basic stuff like that. It's like, do a little bit of prep. More importantly, why wouldn't you edit that out? True. That's right. really, yeah. You're like, hey, I asked a question. I look like a jackass. So I'm going to go ahead and do the magic of editing. But then again, in our defense, we've asked some questions to make us look like jackasses, and we've definitely kept them in, too. Oh, so. you mean like the what a, what's a spot incident <laughs> that haunts me to this very day? I, we'll have to tell that story off air later Ugh. for those that haven't heard. If the, we'll, well put that. I'll, I'll tell one on on your show right now. I'll let you in on something. Sure. Okay. Well, we did we did a interview. We interviewed PCO a few uh, like very early in our tenure, mm-hmm. and we asked a question that we were unaware with, and it goes back to the age old story of don't believe everything you see on the internet. And PCO called us on it. He's like, you know, every single person brings this up. It's not true. I never retired and came out of retirement. I never stopped wrestling. We were like, oh, okay. Uh, Every single podcast says it. We edited it out. I've mentioned it on numerous shows so far, so I have no problem, like, letting people know. Yeah, we were idiots, and we didn't do our due diligence to look it up. We just went off of what we saw on the Internet, and he had a lapse of information on one site and one site alone, and we took it as gospel. Right. Like, especially if you do something like that, edit it out. Right, right. And take pride in your... Because there's some podcasts that are out there, they don't, they don't edit anything. And there's hiccups and mess-ups and, oh, well, let's take that back. It's like, why am I hearing that live on your show? Like, that, that's for, like, your editing person to take that out. Right. And they don't. <laughs> Actually, so because we've all had PCO on and things like that. Was there any guests that you've had on previously that you were actually like, you're like, Al, I'm going to throw the email out there just to see... But they're probably going to tell me no, and they wrote back yes, and you're like, oh, they will be on. Cool. Who was your surprise, like, yes, they'll be on guest? We've had a lot of guests that were very surprising. Like, and we've been very lucky, don't get me wrong, with, with a large majority of the guests that we've had. We've had such guests as uh, Sunny Kiss, um, Sammy Guevara is another one that we was a Hail Mary. Um we have two that are actually coming up. I can't say anything right now that are huge gets and, and people that they want to hear their story that are, should be coming out within the next week or two, uh, maybe within the next month, just to be safe, that I sent those emails. They have over three hundred to 400,000 followers on social media, and, and, and they reply back right away. And those people are probably going to be on within the next month or so. Um, but if there was one that really stands out to, I never thought we would ever hear back from them, uh, it would probably be Selena De La Renta from MLW. Um, I sent her an email uh, on social media, and she immediately replied back, yeah, let's do it. And I had her on the show within an hour and a half recording the episode. Um, so that was the one that kind of stands out. Never thought I would get uh, that we were able to do. And that we have about... Six episodes recorded right now, all individuals I never thought we would get. Um, that a lot of our followers have actually asked if they would be on the show. Excellent. Now, I, can I jump back here for a second? I feel sure. like we missed a golden opportunity. Um, you know, we talked about things that irk us in in podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Izzy, I'd love to ask you. Without going, uh, you know, we don't want you to burn any bridges, but Not burn a bridge or two. What, what are some things in wrestling you're seeing today that make your butthole pucker? Oh, man. Um, I, I'm a fan of old-school wrestling, so I hate seeing, like, just the viral moves that are on social media today and just people exploding. J- 
just because they have that one viral video of them doing one specific move, and that's all they have. That is one thing that I absolutely hate what's going on in the wrestling world right now. That's fair. Can we ask, what did you think about the um, the Red String Diary spot with Priscilla Kelly? Priscilla Kelly, yes, thank you. What exactly is that spot? Remember when we were actually discussing this in training? It was uh, Priscilla Kelly uh, had a spot, the tampon. The bloody tampon? Yeah. We've seen it. Um, see, as a worker, if she... If, she, if that's what got her her heat, if she was, I don't know if she was healed or babe, I'm assuming she was healed. I should certainly hope so. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would assume. And to me, that's just an old school way of getting heat, and I'm, I'm all for it. But, I mean, if she did it just, like, to disrespect her opponent or disrespect the fans or anything like that, then, then I mean, sorry. I mean, there's been plenty of things that's happened to me in the ring that I didn't like happen to me, but it's happened. Well, what? And what nose, I've had plenty of people think their noses on me. Nice. Well, actually, well, here, this is, I think, a great segue, then. So, um, give us a little bit of uh, some backstory. Give us a little bit of history on the upcoming match that we're, we're obviously here to talk about with ASWA. Uh, it's the two of you and Abyss uh, in a six-man match uh, against Madman Fulton and uh, the tag champs for ASWA. So, tell us a little bit about kind of what got us to this point. Walk us through this saga. Yes. Okay. So, uh, in, without sounding comical, this all started... From the Western Conference semi Western Conference Finals of the NBA last year, not trying to be funny or anything like that. We, my co-host and I, on the show, where we bet a lot, uh, but we don't bet certain ways that other people do. People bet money. My co-host and I, we bet slaps. So, have you ever watched the show How I Met Your Mother? Of course, that uh, slaps giving. Slaps giving, slap bet. Exactly. We do slap bets, but because we have a wrestling show, we do chop bets. Oh, okay. It's a money in the bank contract that you can cash in at any point. So if we have a guest in the studio, we can cash in and we have to take a chest chop from that individual. So during the Western Conference Finals last year, I said the uh, uh, Houston Rockets were going to go to the NBA Finals. My co-host took the Golden State Warriors. It was a pretty heated discussion. And it resulted in myself losing. And when we had Madman Fulton in the studio a few weeks later, he cashed in. Um, at, at that point, it was water under the bridge. So if you go back and listen to that episode, the decimal, like literally that chop, you, it, I, I can't even describe the sound that it made. It was as if like someone took a two by four across my chest. Okay. I, I'm mad enough to admit it, it, that hurt. So <laughs> next thing you know, moving forward, uh, Mad Mad Fulton goes on from there where he's just sending me the picture of the chop. He's sending me the video of the chop. He's interrupting our show. He's texting in during the show. Just doing all kinds of stuff just to harass me, just to remind me, hey, I'm going to be in town soon. Like, you better watch out. Just back and forth. Next thing you know, a few months later, I tell my co-host that we need to have a guest in the studio. Um, I'm not going to be in today until later. Try to find a guest. Just so happened that day, Mad Ben Fulton was in the studio, and I had a... um, I had a briefcase to cash in. So I was going to stop in thinking that a guest was in the studio that wasn't Madman Fulton. And I stopped in. It's Madman Fulton. And we had a little heated exchange at that point, back and forth. I cash in on my co-host. And the chop to, to my co-host was, needless to say, dismal at best. It was as if he just tapped him on the chest. It, it wasn't anything special. I got upset, saying, hey, you chopped the hell out of me, and you just loved, gave him a love tap. He then grabbed me, threw me up against the wall, and chopped the living hell out of me. At that point, it escalated from there to where it was Madman Fulton and J.J. DeVille and Benjamin Bartholomew of MAD harassing not only our show, calling in, texting during the show, 
but they were also commenting on pictures and harassing our followers uh, to the point where it just got to the point where I started replying back and just saying, like, look, like, I understand, like, you might, might not like us. We're not for everyone. We have fans. We have haters. That's it, understandable. But, like, don't hate on our fans or our followers just because you don't like us. Like, call me out, but don't make fun of our followers. So it went back and forth, and it got really bad between myself and Benjamin Bartholomew, uh, who is one half of the tag team champions in ASWA. There was an event coming up in December, and I'm sorry I'm being long-winded with this, but... <laughs> Uh, where he invited me to the show to see what a real champion looks like, what a real winner looks like. Um, and when I got to the event, I accepted his offer. I was a special guest timekeeper. And during their match, uh, defending the tag team championships, I was ringside as I was the special guest timekeeper. They got themselves disqualified to retain their titles. They didn't have any offense. They knew that they were outmanned. So they hit their opponents with chairs to get themselves disqualified to retain their titles. And some words were exchanged, and we moved on from there. The main event of the evening was my tag team partner, Izzy Lambert, versus Madman Fulton for the ASWA Heavyweight Championship. So at the beginning of the match, Madman Fulton offers to have Izzy join MAD, which is their faction. Mm -hmm. He says, if you want to join, you want to prove your allegiance right now, lay down on the ground, pretty much like Hogan Nash style, lay down on the ground, and let me get the pin. Izzy lays down, referee gets down, one, two, Izzy rolls him up into a schoolboy, one, two, three, he wins the title. The crowd just goes insane. At that point, Madman Fulton starts losing his mind, challenges him, asks him for a rematch. Izzy... Being the fighting champion that he is, accepts his challenge. As soon as he accepts the challenge, Benjamin Bartholomew and J.J. DeVille jump into the ring, attack him, make it so he's barely even standing before the match starts. Being the man that he is, he says, you know what? I'm still going to fight. I'll take you on. Next thing you know, he starts the match, and Mad Mad Fulton hits him about five or six times with his finisher. Something like that. He really doesn't remember Izzy was pretty much passed out at that point. So uh, a little backstory, Izzy's had a broken neck before. I couldn't watch, Izzy and I are friends. I couldn't watch Izzy continuously get the crap kicked out of him. So I took a towel and I threw it into the ring. I And I, Izzy and I have apologized to each other. He said, and even after the match, he said, hey man, if you were in the same position I was, I would have threw in the towel too. And uh, I cost him the title. I gave it back to Madman Fulton. I got into the ring because after the match, they decided that they were going to try and break Izzy Lambert's neck. I'm being held down by J.J. DeVille and Benjamin Bartholomew, who are putting a chair on his neck. I break free. I get the chair off of his neck. Next thing you know, Madman Fulton pummels me. At that point, I'm asking him what the heck's going on. Jimmy Lee comes out, who is one of... Uh, one of the talent here and one of the trainers at ASWA. Tag team partner. And, and yeah, a business tag team partner too. So he comes out to my rescue. I'm telling him, look, I don't understand how I'm invited to a wrestling event as a guest and I'm getting attacked by talent. You know what? I'm not a wrestler, but I'm, I'm a man. I'm, I'm going to fight. So sanction it right now. Ring the bell. Get in the ring and let, let me fight him. I'll sign whatever you want. They couldn't let me do it. Next thing you know, Barry Hardy comes out, who is one of the owners of ASWA, says, look, I can't allow you to step into the ring with a trained professional. Being untrained, Jimmy Lee says, hey, I'll train him. And that's where we're at today. So we had a match decided where it was two men, myself and Izzy, versus MAD. We needed another tag team partner. Jimmy Lee decided to make a phone call on the TNA Hall of Famer and also the Monster Abyss decided, yeah, I'd love to get involved. So uh, we got a match coming up in two weeks, and hopefully I don't get myself killed. Yeah, 
That that would be bad. Please don't right. die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's so, what I'm worried about. So obviously, Izzy, there you're um, being part of Patrick's training right now. Um, yes. how's, how's he coming along? We've got two weeks to go now, like you just said, before the show starts. Um, well, he's I, coming along. Um, I mean, going against someone like Madman Fulton and uh, J.J. DeVille and Benjamin Bartholomew, obviously they have years and years of experience on, on Patrick, but, I mean, Patrick's coming along. He's he's picking it up. Uh, I mean, if anything, we're going to have an extra man. Me and Abyss, Patrick, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a challenge, but, I mean, Abyss accounts for like four people within himself, so <laughs> I, I I think we're okay. And he's got a friend too that I think can account for another person as well. It's, uh, I forget what her name is. It starts with a J. I think it? it does. So, oh man, what is it? Uh, Good old Janice. I don't know, but she's going to make an appearance, I'm sure. Very more, nice. than li- more than likely. More than likely. So I, I, I don't even think I need to get tagged in. I think oh. once once she comes out and she's our fourth member, I, I think we'll be just fine. So you, might be on our favorite. You I can, hope so. You could say that fourth I'm member gonna, might, might actually I'm nail somebody. Mm. What's that? I said you might even say that fourth member might nail somebody. There I you think go. So too. Yeah. Good old Hellraiser reference. We like that. Right. So, so on a scale of uh, of one to five, one being you just need one, five meaning we need at least five or more. How many montages is two weeks going to be for this training? Because I, ima- I imagine <laughs> I imagine there's a couple montages left for this training. It's, to and be they are in an area where there's a lot of snow, so this right. could definitely be a rocky five, right. like out in the. I imagine Patrick could be lifting a lot of we logs and. Tiger song, right? And we will also need uh, that song from uh, Scarface, the, the Push It to the Limit. That's song. true. Good, excellent. Yeah. Uh, I'm more of a nice Joe reference. Esposito. You're the best around from the Karate Kid. Excellent. That's yeah. like my, literally, like that's gonna be my video montage. Like you're the best around. Like do it. Do I do I throw in the useless factoid here? Do it. Uh, did you know that you're the best from around. the Karate Kid was originally written for Rocky Three? I did not know that. I yes. did not know that either. It was originally written for Rocky Three. They decided against it. They went with Survivor, Eye of the Tiger instead. And you know it is accurate because the lyrics of You're the Best do not fit for the Karate Kid, but they do fit for Rocky Three. Oh, that's true. Because history repeats itself, Try and You'll Succeed fits for Rocky. If Danny LaRusso allows history to repeat himself, then he's going to get his ass beat for like the fifth time. <laughs> right. So there's your little useless fun fact. Well, and here here's my problem too. And I, I've I've gotten into heated debates with people with this, so I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Okay. So Danny LaRusso in Karate Kid, is he the face or is he the heel? That's a great question. Jack Romero, I will let you answer. That's a great I've seen, I've seen the videos that do portray him as the heel. That is a great question. And I'm I'm hard to it's hard to argue it a little bit. Um, that, well, I mean, it's it's the 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 foil is how ridiculously diabolical Cobra Kai is. Like right, like right. no fear, no mercy. Like the you know strike first, strike hardest. Like get but, him a body bag, Johnny. These aren't typically lines of heroes. But but Johnny yeah. never really like though he's. You know, and and I feel like now I'm like making excuses for Johnny. Yeah, he's, just, he's just following orders. Boys will just, be boys. Right, I you know, mean, just, so the only yeah. way I would say Danny is a villain is because his shower costume for the costume ball sucks ass. That's a dumb, yeah. dumb costume. <laughs> that would be my main point of him being a villain. Okay, in that I, regard, I, I have to agree with you. Thank but you. Um, yeah, I don't like. Stop killing kid movies. Like, stop it. <laughs> stop doing it. We all know he's a face. Like, stop it. You uh, can't... I, I don't know if there's a more... Wax on, wax off? Stop. I don't know if there's a more accurate portrayal of Chad and I's, like, personal philosophies right. towards films from a bygone era. It's stop killing children's films. <laughs> no, my favorite one... My favorite one where I didn't realize that the heroes were actually the villains until much later in life, actually, and, and one Mr. Zach Romero pointed this out to me, 
uh, was actually I had made a Revenge of the Nerds reference on here once. Oh no, they're the devil. And, right, and he's like, "Oh, you mean the ones that, that, that like raped somebody?" And it's like, "Oh no, that's true, actually." Yeah, no, <laughs> that's awful. They're, they're horrible in that movie. Lambda, lambda, lambda are terrible. Right, so. Go back, but go back and watch Revenge of the Nerds. There's that's, one that's yeah, like, you want to talk heel? There, that's that's it right there. So yeah, mixed. Uh, I would say a, a mixed uh, response <laughs> on whether or not Danny is a bad guy or not. But uh, I think I I'm on the point where Danny Larusso 100 percent is the heel of the story. Johnny is 100 percent the face character. He was the one being bullied. He wasn't doing anything. It was Danny that came out to him trying to fight him. And all Dan- all Johnny was doing at the at the dance was trying to take a leak, and then right. he gets hit with a hose. I mean, he, he's a hundred percent the face character. So, if you really want me to ruin your childhood, <laughs> um, hey, let me ask you a question: Have you ever seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Of course. Yeah, of course. Okay. If they are the most popular band in the future. Why does he have to go back in time to rescue them? Hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna have to rewatch Bill and Ted. I haven't seen That's it. That's a good forever. question. I know. Uh... I'll be honest. All I can think of is stupid Napoleon with the giant ice cream and. Ziggy Piggy, Ziggy. That's all I can think of right now. Yeah, that's all this is screaming in my brain right now. So I really need to watch that movie so, again because that's literally all I'm retaining. Please come back for a later episode. Yeah, it's the same. We'll, we'll be deep diving oh, on Bill Ted. For you all day. <laughs> It'll be you, we can we can have you be like our Carmen San Diego. You just come in and leave us a riddle of like, oh, but did you ever think of how the Indian in the cupboard is actually diabolical? We'll be like, all right, let's watch it and find out what the time to review that one. Oh, I could, we could do a weekly show of like, we could do a segment like each week, like, like Patrick ruins a movie or something like that. (laughs) Well, when the Patrick, like dark, like the the dark movie podcast, like where I just ruin your childhood movie by movie. Start writing movies down next uh, right. next week on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. We can make this a thing. <laughs> so I'm not against oh it. We, we were on with, uh, when we interviewed Simon Gotch, we had to edit out like an hour of the podcast where we just went through and we were just talking about crappy 80s movies where we were just going through and literally what we're doing right now. Like, have you ever thought about this? Have you ever considered this? Like, why is this? Like, why would they do this? And, like, we were just flabbergasted. I'm like, Simon got just ruined my childhood. <laughs> now I get a, a, that's a t shirt. Yeah, yeah like definitely a t shirt. Hashtag why is that not on a shirt? Yeah. B, Simon got to come on the show. We won't edit that out. That'll yeah, be that's, the episode. that's called an episode that's for an us. episode for us. So. Uh, I love Simon Gotch. And believe it or not, if you actually reach out to him on social media, um, he's actually really good and getting back to all of his fans. So if you actually reach out to him, probably on Instagram, he's more than likely, he'll probably come on your show easily. Well, well, we'll be sure to name drop ready. Patrick when we make the request. We'll, we'll name drop Patrick and <laughs> uh, and Rick the Sussman Sussman, yeah. who, who he beats up on a regular basis yes. at BJ. I mean, if he comes on your show, it, it means that he enjoyed our episode. If not, like that would be a good, like, like a good notation. Like, did he have fun or did the name yeah. drop he just give? Like, say, like, oh, he hated it. Right. Did, did it cost oh, us the why opportunity? Did, why did I just get blocked by Simon Gotch on Instagram? Right. Oh, like, oh shit, we mentioned Pat. So, uh, well. It's like, oh, I just got an email from Apple Podcasts that asked me to remove an episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, we've been there before. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, honey, I think it is the point in that episode where uh, you get to ask. Well, trip, I'll the, say, hold oh, on. Hold we, I feel like we should do some research. Okay. Gentlemen. Are you well-traveled when it comes to roadside food? Or are you both just good old Ohio boys and that's it? Mm, I mean, I've done quite the traveling. Uh, I have myself. Okay. I was, yeah. Good, good. good. All right. Proceed. So, so, I was like, okay. So, my love, if you could please ask the Trevin Adams memorial question. All right, gentlemen. When you're in the car and it's late at night, you're driving back from... A wrestling show or as uncle bob says you're you're doing, doing the, the drive um and you're starving and there's shiny lights up ahead do you pull off 
to Sheets or to Wawa? Oh, God, that's the easiest question that you've anyone's ever asked me in my entire life. And I'm going to get heat for this so bad. But Wawa for life. Yes! Uh, kiss you right now. I have, I have hope. Is he? But, I mean, but that's where it sucks because we don't have Wawa up around us. Yeah, okay. I, I've only experienced Wawa visiting family in Florida and being down around the South. And Wawa and Sheets has nothing on Wawa, but we don't have it up around here. So our only option is Sheets. But yeah, I've honestly, I don't ever think I've ever seen a Wawa, honestly. What? Honestly. I'm so sorry for you. Again, the tag team is broken up now. We have right. ruined this tag team a half a dozen times <laughs> no. in this episode alone. You ruined my childhood and you just cost me my match. <laughs> <laughs> Call that a booming success around here. That's right. <laughs> I've never heard both before. So if you were like oh, Sheets man. and like up here, another good one is TA. And I would go TA every single day over Sheets. Oh, TA Pilot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, TA is amazing. Fair enough. I can't take TA over uh, over Wawa though. Damn right. Yeah. Wawa. Damn right. I'm sad now. Okay. <laughs> so sorry, Chad. No, uh, very few people pick Chad's sheets. That is That's not true. true. I have hardly anyone. It's basically yeah. Chad and we have Chad. Five years of episodes. I believe the hooligans picked that. I believe Gary. <laughs> we need J to make. We need to make that. a big board. Is what we need I to do. We need to make a giant tie. I believe Warhorse Jake Parnell picked that. No, uh, here's the ultimate I mean, dunk on you. They only have sheets as an option, and neither of them pick <laughs> sheets. sheets That's know. right. You're not wrong. That's it was Wawa, which is not here, and anything else under the sun. I think, like, it, I think Eddie Kingston picked sheets, if I remember correctly. I know, you're just making stuff up now. I, I, I have to go <laughs> Andre the Giant's ghost picked sheets. That <laughs> We've had Eddie Kingston on. I'm just hoping that he picked sheets. Anyways, all right. So, gentlemen, we have, uh, we have another two very important questions for you. And, Chad, since you hit him with the uh, – the, you said the setup very eloquently. I'm going to do this with my, like – Chris Hansen voice here. Oh, I don't know if Chris Hansen's the comparison you want to use right now. Well, I'm not bouncing checks. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, gentlemen, in the wonderful performance <laughs> art that is professional wrestling... Chris, ha Chris Hansen or William Shatner? Shut up. In the beautiful performance art that is professional wrestling, we lose a lot of talent before their time. So that being said, gentlemen, each think about this. If there was any performer who was involved in professional wrestling who is no longer alive that you would want to work with, who would that be and why? Oh, I can think of mine right off the bat. Yeah, me too. You can go first. Eddie Guerrero. Okay, now, there is a caveat to this. Let me pause you real quick okay. before you do the caveat. Because if Patrick's answer is the same, oh, that's true. then we can just double up the caveat. What, Patrick, what's your answer? Mine's going to be very unpopular. You'd be amazed how actually how popular that answer is. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> that answer is actually a lot more popular than you would expect it to be. So, okay, well then, Mr. Romero, I apologize for interrupting your caveat. Which, uh, Izzy, we have a caveat. Yeah, which variation of Eddie Guerrero is your, in your mind, your prime Eddie that you would want to work with? Um, I would say his WWE Championship run, Eddie, or just before that. I mean, I grew up watching wrestling. I didn't start watching wrestling until 2003. So I really didn't get to see like WCW Eddie Guerrero or anything like that. I really had to go back and like watch that as I learned how to wrestle, and I used that more as like a studying. So mm -hmm. as a fan, I'm more into like, Eddie Guerrero's WWE Championship run era. Okay, the kind of lie cheating, lie cheating, steal Eddie. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's, yes. That's an Bouncing cars. That's not, an not, uh, not maximum mullet, Eddie, which is... No, really that's Eddie. more WCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or and even... And had an amazing mullet. As a person who also has a mullet, mad respect for Eddie's <laughs> mullet back then. He yeah, did have he a... He definitely rocks a mullet hard. Yeah. yeah. He, he And he rocked it for a lot longer yeah. than he should have. Too. Yeah, oh he's committed God. to it. He yeah, lives he that did. lifestyle. He definitely... Hey, right, Patrick, let's dive into yours. So, so let's go a little deeper into Benoit. So... How does that tie into the tapestry that is your love and enjoyment of wrestling? Why are you hung up uh, on Chris Benoit? How dare well, you? Well, I've always been a fan of technical wrestling, uh, scrap wrestling, and and that's kind of my style to this day as well. Uh, just one thing that when I came to training the first day, I said I, some of the individuals that I, I would love to kind of mimic in my style – 
and three names come to mind and go figure they kind of broke into WWF at the same time uh, three individuals that I grew up watching were one Perry Saturn two was Chavo Guerrero and three was uh, Chris Benoit and those were three styles that I, I, I've always kind of enjoyed I love Chris Benoit's run when he was with the four horsemen in WCW that was my first kind of introduction when I first started wrestling. That's when I got introduced to Chris Benoit. Um, if I had to go with an era that I liked him the most, I really liked his run when he was going into becoming the heavyweight champion. Mm. I thought that was when he was at his strongest. It's a career, hey, I mean, it, it's a controversy among controversies, but that was really when he really peaked in his career and really hit his stride where he was just outstanding match after outstanding match and it's unfortunate that we never got to see Chris Benoit versus CM Punk for the ECW championship that would have been a hell of a match that's the one match where I think back like the match that never was that's the one I think of and we all know what happened they put Johnny Nitro in it and Johnny Nitro wins the title. Hey, I got a quick question for you, Patrick. Sure. Um, do you think... We're, we're taking over your podcast. It's a take That's over. fine. That's what we're here for. As a Benoit fan, do you think him making the move to Raw was the right choice? No. I agree. I think he should have stayed on SmackDown. I agree. I agree. SmackDown was where the wrestling was at, and Benoit was a wrestler. Yes. So. Hmm. It, it's kind of that way today, too. It is. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Oh, second question. Check question two. Gentlemen, we here at the IndyCast believe that every animal in nature is given certain evolutionary traits to ensure its survival. Giraffes have long necks, rhinos big horns, etc., etc. Our belief is that human beings as an animal are given the evolutionary trait to use tools. So that being said, gentlemen, if tasked with having to fight any animal... What would it be, and what weapon would you use? Wow. That was, is this hand-to-hand combat? Oh, that's up to you. <laughs> weapon. I mean, we've well, got... I'm going with my Second Amendment right if I'm going up against a bear or something like that, so... Give me a rifle. Oh, I, I thought you were going to fight a bear with your own set of bear arms. I thought that's what hey. we were going with. with I was going for the same joke you just beat me to. Yes. I was right there with you. Hey, man, I'm... I'm I'm not going to try and fight a bear with my own arm. That's just ridiculous. Okay. I mean... You should tell John Davis that. That's what the answer was. <laughs> if I was going to fight any animal, like, I'm more of a bear-handed fighter. So if I was going to fight any animal, I, I think I would fu- I don't know, a panda bear. <laughs> who doesn't love pandas? That's fair. There you go. That's what I, that's what I would fight. That's fair. So you want to use a tool? No, I wouldn't use any tools. I would just... Like, who does wouldn't want to fight, like, a panda bear? It wouldn't even be a fight. I would just, like, be, like, playing with it the whole time. I don't want to fight like, an animal. I was like, is this a slap match? Like, what well, kind of... Well, as, as long as he yells, this is for taking away the name WWF beforehand. There you then, go. You know, he's good. Huh. Also, side note, if you're going to fight a bear, could you use those, um, like, Wolverine claws that you use to make pulled pork? Can that work against bear to, like, match against claws? Probably not still, because you've still got the power base behind it. True, so that's, true. So. A gun made of claws, maybe? I'll there work on go. the details. We'll I'll work on the out. details. Well, uh, gentlemen, this is the uh, part of the episode where one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us the permission to call Get Your Shit In. Uh, this is the opportunity where you can let people know where they can find you on social media, your uh, merchandise, uh, obviously, Patrick, for you, where they can listen to uh, the Dark Match podcast. Uh, gentlemen, for both of you, the floor is yours. All right, well, you can find me on Instagram at Izzy Lambert, all one word, undercase. Uh, I'm typically there. I'm also on Facebook. Would it be lowercase? I guess, whatever. Under or lower, same thing, right? We got the idea. uh, Oh, well. But that's my Instagram, and you can also find me on Facebook. I'm sure if you just type in Izzy Lambert, I'm probably the only guy that's in 2000 and was 19 now. Yeah, 2019, that looks like he's an 80s hairband. So you could easily find Izzy Lambert. Um, if you want to find the Dark Match podcast, we are on. It, we well, if you want to listen, uh, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Play. Coming soon to Spotify, 
as well. Still waiting for that wonderful email to finally come through. I don't know what is taking so long. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at DarkMatchPC. You can find us on Instagram at DarkMatchPodcast, all lowercase. And you can find us on Facebook at DarkMatchPodcast, the DarkMatchPodcast. Uh, if you want to find any of our merchandise, you can find us on whatamaneuver.net. And you just search Dark Match Podcast. See our previous shirt, new shirt coming out very, very soon. Very nice, Excellent. gentlemen. Excellent. Well, gentlemen, thank both of you for uh, being on the IndyCast with us today. And as always, to our dozens and dozens of listeners, thank you for once again tuning into the IndyCast. Until next time, everybody, I am, as always, Chad Allen. I'm Shelly Allen. I'm Zach Merrill. And as always, we like to say, Deuces! Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndyCast. Uh, well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast Fanship. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty ass Meryl Street. We are we're touching wieners. Not touching wieners good. professionally. What I am is a big queer stone cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina.